it really encompasses all of the questions because when we belong, we'll feel safe. And in order to feel safe, people need to be educated and they also need to not be so closed off. Like we understand everybody has different views, different opinions, but that doesn't mean that we can't still treat each other with respect and hear what we all have to say. Let us remember that we are in the holy presence of God. I pray for change and open-mindedness of the heart. I pray that the listeners will open their minds to new information and understanding of a different perspective and walk of life. I pray that we can grow from this and become a closer and united community. Lord, bless these students in their walks of life. Amen. Uh, St. John Baptist de La Salle. Pray for us. Lift Jesus in our hearts. Forever. Uh, hello, and welcome to Stories from the Heart, uh, episode one. I'm Sarai Rice, I'm a senior, and I am the president of BSU. Um, hi, I'm Kimani Williams, and I'm a part of BSU, and also a part of Speaking from the Heart. So. Hi, I'm Kaylin, I'm also a part of BSU, and I'm a, the leader of God Squad and SRLT. Hi, I'm Ryan, I'm also a part of BSU, I'm also involved in student council. I'm the president of De La Femme, and I am also a senior retreat leader. So we wanted to just come on here and um, express uh, how we've been feeling lately. I think that um, we desire a huge uh, cultural change on campus. Um, we want to work with our administration to uh, start educating faculty and students, and we really just want to come on here uh, to create open dialogue and um, hopefully create change for not only now but uh, for future CB students. Um, so we're going to start off with a few uh, points on what we probably would like um, to see in the next uh, few months, years. Um, so the first thing is um, what does belonging look like to us? So I think that belonging is an understanding that Everyone is different. Everyone goes through uh, certain experiences. But just knowing that people are not closed off um, to understanding and educating themselves is what makes, you know, uh, CB the place to be. Um, understanding that, you know, everyone makes mistakes and you may not know what to say. But as long as you have that mindset of I'm here to listen to you and you know understand where you're coming from and let's work to fix it yeah i think um giving respect and being respected is also a big thing whether you are a part of the lgbtq community a minority or just anybody who is different i mean everybody is different of course but like people who have different opinions and things, I think it's really important to give respect and listen, just like we want to be listened to as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think along with what Kaylin was saying with respect, I think one of the most important things that we can show to another person is compassion. And compassion means not only understanding what the, and, and actually, no, compassion isn't exactly understanding what the person is going through. It's acknowledging that everybody goes through different things and having to put yourself in that person's shoes and try to look at it from their side. It doesn't mean you have to understand. As Kimani said, we're all different. We all have different views. But in that, we are all the same because of our differences. 
and we all desire to be heard. And so with having compassion, it's promising that you're going to listen to that person and seeing their side, but also seeing like what your words and what you say might, like how that might affect that person. I think words have so much more impact than we realize at times. And it's really important that we listen and have compassion for other people because if we don't, then we're just going to have arguments and hate. And that's not, that's not what this community is about. How do you feel safe at school? What does it mean to you to be safe? Um, for me, personally, I think uh, feeling safe should be being able to express your emotions and your concerns without feeling like you're being judged, feeling like, you know, you're creating controversy for just simply, you know, saying how you feel. Um, physically, I would say I'm pretty safe. That's, I just want to clarify. But, um, yeah, just being able to express how you feel. I also want to say that um, in classrooms, a lot of the times when you express how you feel, um, it's nobody's fault, but some people just don't know what to say. And I think that's kind of where we need to change a couple things, just educate everyone and make sure that everybody is willing to understand. And if they're not, I mean, there's nothing you could do about it. That, But, um, yeah, just... That's what feeling safe means to me. Um, I'd say feeling safe means like feeling safe emotionally and socially because there are times where I want to express myself in a way of like my culture, the way I wear my hair or the clothes that I wear. I feel unsafe in that aspect because I feel judged when I have my hair a certain way that's not common to most people to see. And um, I feel like that's where I really want to feel safe at this school not seeing like all the looks are like oh she looks different or getting all the questions of like them not understanding but and not being respectful when they ask those questions like you cannot understand something and ask a question just to clarify but it's different when you have judgment with your tone and when you're like being disrespectful so I feel like that's where I really feel unsafe at this school Exactly. And I think that definitely has something to do with stereotypes. Um, just walking around campus, people coming up, asking you questions, not thinking, once again, how that might affect you, the way that they phrase it, or being looked at in the classroom when you speak your voice, or just other places on campus, um, especially being a person of color and being a woman. The angry black woman stereotype is something very real and very present that I've experienced at the school several times. And it's not from a place of anger that I speak my mind. It's from a place of concern and frustration that these questions and, and these discriminations keep occurring. And it's being placed in this box that does not at all describe who you as a person are. It's, we're all human beings. And I think that's the point that a lot of people miss sometimes. Like, it doesn't matter my skin color, my gender, ethnicity, like... It's just about me as a person and how I express my views. And I think that we should have a place to safely do that, like this podcast, where we can have conversations and ask questions, but in a respectful manner and in a way that's not demeaning towards the other person. I think that's definitely a major part of the safety aspect. Yeah, um, to go back on what Ryan said, stereotypes are huge. Um, 
I won't forget my freshman year, I was asked by a um, fellow student where I lived. And I said, oh, I live in Rancho Cordova. Like, I didn't think anything of it. And I was just like, why? And she was like, oh, because, like, some people were saying you live in a gated community, but you just act hood. And that, like, in my head, I was like, wait a minute. What does that even mean? Like, the word, like, I don't, I don't know how I act. I act normal around my friends and my family just as I would anywhere else. Like, so for her to put that on me of putting that label of acting hood, that was kind of like a shocker for me. And, you know, sometimes I hear students around campus saying, oh, that's so ghetto or that's ratchet. Like, those words are used by in the black communities and they have like their certain you know we just say them but then coming from another student when they don't really they have their perception or they put on you know uh, oh that's that's totally ratchet like what are you wearing like that's ghetto like that's that kind of like makes me feel some type of way because it's like wait a minute you're kind of getting this from us and so you're associating that in a bad way when you know that's that's not it. It's it's not always everything shouldn't be negative. You know, people see us as intimidating. And it's like, why do you see us as intimidating when another student you see as strong? Like those, you know, when I exhibit the same, you know, qualities as another student of being, you know, hardworking, I I'm very vocal, I'm seen as loud. But another student seems, you know, very um, you know, they're they want to be, they're very involved and they have, yeah, they just have a lot to say and it's, it's looked on as, you know, a good thing. But then when I do it or people who look like me do it, it's more of in a negative tone. I think that that is what needs to change dramatically in not just the, the students, but teachers even need to correct it. Yeah. And I think another um, way to dismantle these stereotypes is exposure because I feel like the media portrays certain people and certain like they put them in little boxes and then it's all like okay well you associate so we're talking about black people right black people are seen as I've heard lazy aggressive um they spend all their money on like expensive things but don't live in nice places I've, that's a big one I've heard but Nobody really takes the time out to learn learn about these people and understand what who they are and their background. They just completely just jump and assume that you're this or you're that. So I think exposure is a really good way to um, kind of break out of that cycle and debunk all of these really bad stereotypes. Yeah. Not only the black community, but also in general, really. Because I know stereotypes is human nature so yeah i feel like with assumptions like you make assumptions and you're like oh well it's not that big of a deal because everybody's talking about it or everybody sees it the same way um but for black people it's like when you make the assumption it's like how we've been brought up as a community um it's how we've been toward to torn down blind to how really offensive that their words are. Um, it's saying like, if you got made an assumption or somebody who's not of color, if they got made an assumption about them that they felt was disrespectful or hurtful, 
they would see it as like, oh, I'm being directed personally. But when they s make assumptions about like a community or black people as a whole, they're like, well, I'm not directing at you. It's how everybody sees you or how it's viewed. So it's just as bad. Yeah. Exactly. And I think along with that, like these assumptions, like you wouldn't want people to automatically look at you and judge you based on the way that you look or the way that you carry yourself or the way that you speak even. And I think, you know, some people might ask, okay, well, what does it mean to stereotype someone or how do I know if I'm doing that? If you have to ask in your head, is this an okay thing to say to someone? I promise you, like, it's not okay. If you take two seconds to think about what you're about to say to someone and you have an inkling of mm, maybe this is offensive, then just don't say it at all. And that way there's no harm done to either the person or to your character because I've had people come to me and say, well, I don't want to be accused of being a racist. That's not who I am. Um, and I think that in itself, like nobody wants to be accused of this sort of harassment, this sort of bullying, whatever. But I think the main thing is you have to do it introspectively. Well, why are people saying that I am exhibiting these traits? How can I change the way I interact with people and let them know that I am somebody that wants to be on their side and uh, I want to fight for just equality for everybody, not just, you know, black people, not just people of color, color minorities, people of the LGBTQ plus community, just everybody so that they have a voice and that they feel heard and that they feel equal. And I think that's where you need to ask yourself, how do I change my actions so that I can exhibit something that is the compassionate, kind, just camaraderie, like vibe that I want to give off to other people when I'm interacting with them. I think that's really important to remember as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it also takes um, representation, like the right people. Like, yeah, I'm, so uh, an example of that would be like uh, the meeting, the why not to say the n-word i think it was i think it had a good intention like a really good intention but the delivery maybe could be tweaked a little bit like you could get someone who a person of color and someone who has experienced things to really get their views and points across because i think it'd be more sincere but I think it had a good intent. Yeah, like it would. It means a little different when it comes from peers or people who you've made connections with around the school. Like when you see, oh, you're actually like being affected by this like deeply. Like it's actually hurting you, and you're sharing your story. Like I didn't know you went through that. Like with your story, I was like, oh, somebody said that to you. Like I feel like once it comes from people that you can relate to, like maybe you can understand how there is really a racial issue, and it comes with like the delivery. And some people really are just uneducated at this school and it's not really their fault. It's like how they were brought up. They weren't like exposure, like you were saying. So I feel like even when somebody says something, we have to look at the tone of how they're saying it. Cause we can maybe see that it's coming from uneducation and just like, Hey, it's, it's okay. It's like, it's not okay that you said this, but I just want to tell you like, Hey, this isn't really right what you're saying. So. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with people taking it seriously um, because, for instance, at that meeting, there were some kids who were laughing and thought it was a joke. I mean, um, of course, this is nothing to joke about. So I think if we had help from, you know, um, 
the the teachers um and administration you know showing that you know speaking up more the school um putting out a statement of you know anti-racist we are an anti-racist school and we focus on you know including everyone and you know we we do not tolerate any type of uh racism harassment or anything like anything else i think that once that happens um those students who may not be taking it seriously will start to um recognize hey the school is taking this seriously i should start taking it seriously i'm gonna work to you know uh look at myself and look within and see oh what have i done or what have i said to someone to make them feel uncomfortable or rub them the wrong way and once we start that we can start open conversations about you know how to change and um how to work together to um better help the community at this school yeah and um i agree with, with <laughs> i agree with what you were saying but um we also have to keep in mind that a lot of students and staff and faculty are also maybe not educated so i think it starts with really understanding what's going on so everybody needs to be educated And with education too, like just knowing it's okay to ask questions. It's definitely okay to ask questions. Communication is the most important like form of just learning. That's the easiest form of education is to ask questions. When you feel that there is something that might be slightly racist going on on campus and you want to figure out a way to help promote the inclusivity that the community constantly talks about, Maybe go to your black students and staff and ask them about the situation, see how it makes them feel. Or if you have questions about stereotypes, like we talked about earlier, or if you have questions about anything, like it's nobody's going to penalize you or be mad at you or come at you aggressively if you come from a place of just truly like wanting to learn more and wanting to um, ask questions and just figure out like, how can I do better? What do I need to know? Or I'm confused about this. Can you help me like explain this to me? It, questions are the most, the best method to understand and to get, just have that compassion for other people to understand where they're coming from and to put yourself in their shoes or to just learn more about yourself in general and learn more about exactly. your interactions and, and um, things that you maybe didn't realize that you were doing. These are obviously uncomfortable conversations for a lot of people, but that's okay. We have to get past the uncomfortable conversations in order to get somewhere. Um, I think that we were told by our BSU moderator, Ms. Bronson, um, about a YouTube channel called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. I think it is so um, helpful. It's so informational. I, you know, he talks about, he talks with police officers. He talks with families raising um, black children. He talks to just, you know, people in general about these uncomfortable things that we have to you know deal with in our society and it was so you know it opened my mind up you know to you know articulating how i feel in a way where i'm just it's not all emotions because oftentimes for us because we're so frustrated and because we're tired it's just straight emotion and you know we forget about you know the the facts and we forget about you know, how other people, we forget about the other side, but to understand, you know, where someone is coming from, 
it's it's very helpful and to have that open conversation you know you could obviously tell that in the conversations they got somewhere they had you know they they came to different conclusions and you know they were open um so i think that that is something that you know a lot of people need to understand that yes they're uncomfortable conversations but we need to get them if or need to have them if we're going to get somewhere right and if you would like to research or learn about anything i have four uh links one is on like different types of racism uh, dismantling black stereotypes, um, teachers' tips on, about um, racism in room in the classroom, and also racial inequalities and what the school can do to um, help out. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, like Sir, I was saying with the uncomfortable conversations, I feel like whenever the topic is brought up at school or in the meeting, or like people automatically shut off. Like, oh, we've heard this. This has been all year with the BLM movements and just being exposed on the media and everything, they just automatically shut off and are just like tired of hearing it. Well, it is exhausting because we're tired of speaking about it and trying to educate people too. And it's also exhausting when it keeps happening. So you may be tired of like hearing about it, but maybe if you like took the time to listen and open your, like open up to what we're saying, then maybe we could start seeing a change around here in the topic of racism and inequality and injustice can be a in the past in the history so right and honestly it's gonna keep being exhausting and i hate to say it but it's going to because you know it's something that's never gonna be done that we're gonna be working on you know like i know uh, the three of us are in here are seniors like is there going to be change this year hopefully but I don't think that there's going to be the major change that we want to see, but at least we started it. We, you know, we broke ground on something that can help the future CB kids come here. You know, as long as we're starting these conversations, we're setting them up for, you know, uh, the good to come, you know? So, I mean, it just, it's like, we have to continue to keep fighting um, in a way um to have our voices heard to have those conversations yes and educate that's the biggest thing because yes it may not be you know all roses when we leave but at least we know we started something and those next um those next students are coming in knowing oh okay these people came and they started this you know uh, i'm gonna continue to keep working and putting in that work that you know these people started and I think that's a thing with change in general. Yes. Change is uncomfortable. Making a difference is uncomfortable. But just because the results aren't going to be instant, they aren't going to be like, it's not going to happen in the snap of a finger, it's not going to happen in the blink of an eye. But if you're sprinkling these seeds of change, like you're constantly doing things, like saying things even, just carrying your actions differently throughout the day, it, it doesn't matter. It can be small footsteps. like. It's going to grow, uh, like uh, seeds are going to grow into something that will like transform into something that is real change and that will create long lasting change for years to come. It's something that you have to constantly work at, like gardening, you know, you plant the seeds, but you have to keep watering them and you have to keep monitor monitoring them and you have to harvest the things that come from those seeds and the fruits of your labor 
which in this case would be change and would be equality and would be compassion and would be just generally coming from a place of understanding and safety for people that feel unheard and for the people that feel just not safe at this school. Exactly. Um, well, I mean, I think that pretty much, I mean, we still have a lot of things to cover, but I think overall that was really good for um, breaking ground. We just want to say a thank you to Mr. Alordi for um, reaching out to us and, you know, wanting to be open and continue this uh, change. Um, you know, it's it's not easy, and we understand that you're trying, and we just want to say thank you so much for reaching out. No problem. I'm so grateful to have you students here. Um, I do want to ask one follow-up question. How would you like to see the CB experience for students like yourself different for the next generation of, of Falcons? Um, I kind of just want to see like people speaking up and really being passionate about what they believe in it can be like literally anything. I don't like, I just want to see a lot of passion and I want to see people like trying to understand others and trying to learn and trying to not be so closed minded and stuck in their own world. Cause sometimes, I mean, that's really life, but here I see it a lot. And, um, I just hope that the next generations will really be educated <laughs> and take the time out to read um watch documentaries and stuff and speak about what they're passionate about i want to see compassion i know i've said it enough on this podcast talk for today but i just i love that word so much and i love just everything that comes with the definition of compassion i want to see people hearing people and truly doing their best to understand their point of view and if not that hearing them out and taking the time to respect that at the end of the day, you're going to have different opinions. But I think another thing about compassion is it's about also paying attention to how you make other people feel. And I think that's the most important thing. We need to continue to spread love and unity and let people know at the end of the day, like despite our differences, like we're all the same. And with that, like you're my brother, you're my sister, like I'm going to have love for you despite the different things that we have um, not in common. And I think that that's the main thing to keep in mind. It's really how you make people feel. Yeah, I want to see like courage from our community because I feel like um, I've seen a lot of the younger children who are a part of our community maybe afraid to speak up against their friends or say, hey, that's not right. Um, and because they might be afraid to lose that friendship, but we have to understand that if this person isn't going to take time to like respect you and understand how it's offensive, then it's like maybe you need to let that person go. And we're still being educated ourselves. We're not perfect. We don't know everything. We're still being brought up as a community, being educated in our homes by our parents. So we're not perfect, but it's just everybody needs education and courage to speak up. Exactly. Um. I would really love to see an extra boost in diversity. Um, CB's, you know, wants to be the place to be. I think that overall we have to start um, making this open 
to everyone. If we start uh, educating and, um, you know, communicating with each other, people won't see a school with a gate around it. You know, this we're we're in the we're in Oak Park. You know, I would love to see um, a lot of families in Oak Park that are at this school that don't, you know, see a school with the gate. They don't see the, the metal and they don't see, you know, oh, those kids are too good. I'm, I'm not good enough to be at that school. No, you are good enough to be at this school. You know, we include everyone. We want, you know, people from all different backgrounds to be here. Um, I think that that is something that I really, you know, would love for future generations, you know, to to work to have. Um, those kids, you know, it's we got to do more in this Oak Park community um, because there are people who, who need help. And um, once we start that, it, it CB will really become the place to be. So one thing I learned last week is that Oak Park doesn't have a middle school. So in order for us to recruit from the neighborhood, we kind of have to track students at schools outside of the Oak Park neighborhood. I didn't realize that um, Mr. Benjamin, Avante Lee's um, stepfather, told us that in the 60s, I believe, the middle school burnt down and they just never built it again. So I'm, I, why is that? You know, that's, these are questions we, I have never asked, you know, and didn't know. And I, so my question actually is, what are your expectations or how do you expect things to be different or more challenging when you leave CB and go on to college? Um, I think it's going to be more challenging because it's definitely the real world. We have only seen a fraction of, you know, what we experience or what we're talking about today. Um, we're going to come, we're going to encounter so many people who um, are close-minded and maybe don't want to listen to us. And it's especially because we are all um, black women, it's, we have that extra, you know, obstacle in front of us. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be hard to um, express how we feel um, without, you know, having our feelings dismissed by other people. Um, so I think that overall, like we have to work to, um, you know, uh, persevere is the biggest thing is, you know, cause it's not, it's not going to stop here. The work doesn't stop here. Um, it's only going to get, you know, I would say harder in a way, um, because we're really out in the real world and, you know, it's not just going to be oh, I can, you know, turn around and, you know, this school, just because my school did it, these other people are going to do it. No, like, we have to continue to, you know, find our little ways and, you know, um, paths that we can make our mark. Yeah, I think um, a challenging thing is going to be really being strong because a lot of people say some really hurtful, mean things, and it's just a matter of us trying to, having thicker skin and being the bigger person and really speaking out about what we, what we believe in, even if other people don't agree. And if other people don't agree, that's fine. But I hope that in the future, I know that in the future we'll be strong and compassionate people. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like like you, you and you were saying or that with the closed-minded people just – brushing them off and understanding that like they're not going to always understand what we're going through and they're not always going to want to understand 
and it is scary to think about like going into the real world and not just keeping my mouth shut and saying like, oh, okay, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with the challenge of fighting back. Um, it's also about like finding people who are going through the same things and finding a new community when you go into the real world that will have your back and help you fight because you definitely can't fight this fight alone because it's just way too much history and heaviness brought with this topic of change. I definitely agree with that. I think that's the main part. I think we're all going to be tested on when we go off to college and get into the real world is our individuality and our independence. We're not going to have necessarily, you know, just uh, we're going to have a, we're going to have a new community to try to grow and build when we go. And I think an, another thing too is um, something that the priest, I believe, was talking about earlier in our prayer service that we had. Um, I believe it was last week. And he said that people, they're not going to see, you know, immediately know when they see you, they're not going to immediately know who you are and what you stand for. And how you show that is through your actions and how you speak to people. And I think it really, um, I think that really hit home because it's so true. Like as soon as you get into the real world, when you get into college, you have to really start that self journey of knowing who you are and figuring out what you stand for and not letting anybody take that away from you and standing firm in that. And I think also it's self-care that definitely goes along with that. I think mental health, especially in the black community is not really talked about. And I think everybody, you know, life is hard. We all go through challenges. And so I think it's making sure that we stay in tune with ourselves, that we're listening to others, but also listening to ourselves and doing what we need to care for our own mental health and getting the help that we need and doing things so that we are creating a space of just love and good energy um, that we give out and that we also get back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you guys um, for obviously participating and thank you guys for listening to episode one of Stories from the Heart. And thank you for having us, Mr. Yeah. Lord. Thank you, Mr. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Stories from the Heart podcast produced here at 4315 Martin Luther King Boulevard, Sacramento, California, 95820. Stories from the Heart is a production within the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging program here at Christian Brothers. As the place to be, Falcons are first friends to each other. We hold each other accountable. Love does not tolerate everything that a person does, yet love exists beyond our mistakes. We are leaders representing our community on and off our campus. We have a commitment to learning and service that extends beyond graduation and continues long after. We are organized and active in our application of our five core principles. Falcons welcome the light of the new dawn. Centered in Christ, we soar towards a new horizon. A sign of our faith is faith to be seeking understanding while becoming a living witness the holy presence of God in our lives. Some norms for our conversations. We will acknowledge our lens and use I statements. We will acknowledge that bias exists. I do not own truth. We are here out of goodwill and we seek an open and honest climate. We make mistakes. We're not experts. We are practitioners.